thing is, I think it's a, um, a strip show, dance show. We're there, dude. Welcome back, guys, on today's show. Who is leaving his big wheel behind? And why are children getting burned on the playground? What are swim bladders? Also, how did a woman survive her own funeral? All this and much, much more we discuss here on Deacon Live. How are you? How are things? How are things going? Are you doing okay? That's all I'm concerned about. Make sure that you're doing all right and everything's going well on your side of the microphone or your side of the speaker. Something stupid radio cliche I could say there, but I don't know one, so I just threw that out there. I, on the other hand, am thankful to be alive. Now, I say that. It seems like every week I come to you guys and I have some kind of issue or problem where I barely cheat death or I... Uh, I got injured and didn't get injured or something like that. It just seems like every week something's happening to me. So let me tell you what happened to me this week. <laughs> you ready for this? So we are in, in the middle of June, right? So June usually is when uh, I take a week and get all of our vehicles and stuff serviced here on the property. Now, uh, we have 22 some odd acres here, so it takes a lot of different equipment to run this property. Uh, we've got tractors, we've got uh, side-by-sides, we've got lawnmowers, we've got all this expensive equipment, farm trucks, and then our own personal vehicles. So usually around June, is I like to take a week and schedule all the maintenance and get the oil changes and all that stuff because we're like getting into our busy season as far as here on the property. Now we have horses and everything around here, but we're in the middle of uh, rebuilding a, a fence pasture, which takes a lot of effort and a lot of, lot of equipment to get this done. So normally I would have to take off days of a normal job. Like if I had a normal eight to five job or something like that, I would, I would have to either come in late or leave early or something like that. Um, luckily my dad lives here on the property uh, with us, as you guys know, he's he moved in about a year and a half ago. Everything's going great with him, but he is available. So <laughs> we use him to the best of his availability as far as if he doesn't have a doctor's appointment or anything like that to drive me and, and chauffeur me and pick me up and do all this stuff. My my big truck, my brand new big truck that we have just hit 5,000 miles. I know we've had it for a year and a half now, <laughs> just hit 5,000 miles. So it's time to change the oil. So I, dad, follow me up to the dealership. Follows me up to the dealership and, and the routine I told you, you know, he gets a, a lunch or a breakfast depending on what de- time of day that we drop the vehicles off. Here's, here's where I run into the issues. So we dropped all the vehicles off. Now we're in the process of, you know, they've had them for 28, 48 hours. You know, if there was a recall, if there was a, a you know, window tinting or something that needed to be done, we add a little bit of extra on the vehicles, uh, you know, have it washed, have it detailed, all that stuff. So they might have it for 48 hours. So we don't go the same day to pick it back up. Plus we live out in the middle of nowhere. So it's good to just break the days up by spreading everything out. Now all the vehicles are dropped off and now it's time to pick them all up one by one. So I'm riding in my dad's car. He bought a 2023, I think it was, or 2022. No, it's a 2022. It's a three-cylinder Ford EcoSport. Yeah, it's about as big as a roller skate. So my dad has been driving all living down in Florida. He had this big, huge Econo van type deal. And now he has this little, little small car that I could basically put in this studio. No problem at all. Just <laughs> I'll carry it on my shoulder, bring it up the steps, and I can plop the thing right here in the studio. So, But my dad's still driving like he's driving this big old friggin' tank around. And my dad lives and dies by the, uh, the um, cruise control. Now, you know, we live out in the middle of nowhere. We got these two-lane country roads, and they're not straight two-lane country roads. They go up and they go down. They go up and they go down. They go left, they go right, they go left, they go right, and then they go hard left, then they go hard right, depending on who owned the property and who they were going to allow to build the highway or whatever in their on their property. So my dad, <laughs> cruise control, 55, doesn't matter, and he's flying into these turns like, like a race car, and I'm literally like smashed up against the passenger window because he's driving me to pick up the vehicles and a couple times i i swear to you i swear to you i heard the tires you know sliding around a turn he would not hit the brakes or anything and he kind of said to me you know i've been driving since i was you know 15 years old he's he just turned 77 this past weekend and i said yeah dad that's great you you've driven since you were 15 years old i understand that but your reaction time is way off <laughs> you are he even said one time we got into the 
got over the white line, the white solid yellow line that you know deciphers the road and the ditch next to it, you know, that white line, he got, a, got over that a little bit and then brings it back. I'm like, Jesus Christ, Dad. Oh, that, that, that turn got away from me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. The, the other thing that he does, so driving these country roads, I'm white-knuckling it. You know, I'm double. if I had a double seatbelt, I'd put the double seatbelt on. And I'm watching my dad, and he's driving, and, he, you know, cruise control doesn't hit the brakes or anything. He's just flying top speed, whatever the uh, speed is, no slowing down. He's just 55 in every turn. <laughs> he made a joke saying, normally I'd hit that at 60 if I was in the van. Yeah, Dad, the van's got a big old larger wheel base on it. This thing's about as big as a roller skate. The, the tail end's going to spin around. You're going to be like Mario Kart when he gets hit by a banana. You know, he's going to spin around. We're going to end up in the ditch, Dad. And then he plays this little joke on me. So we're coming around the turn. And he goes, oh, in the ditch? And he kind of jerks the wheel to the right a little bit just to give me a little scare. No, Dad, you 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 are not <laughs> you are not of age to play around like that, to jerk the wheel, because I'm afraid you're going to jerk back the other way, overcompensate, hand over fist, uh, tires over roof. We're going to end up rolling, and then and that's it. That's the end of the story, that we're all going to be laying in the ditch in the middle of a cornfield. No one's going to find us. Wolves are going to eat our face, uh, and then that's it. Our only substance for survival is this, uh, <laughs> this non-food-grade cornfield that we've rolled into. So, uh I just, I get nervous. You know, when you hear about older people driving, you worry about them getting into accidents. Uh, my wife's grandmother uh, drove up until she was like 92. And the thing was, her left side, not her face, but of her body, like she had a stroke. I don't know if she had a stroke or not, but she couldn't see well out of her left side or, or her arm wasn't working. The left side, was something wrong with her left side. So everywhere she went, she took right-hand turns because she couldn't make that left-hand turn. It was easier for her to take a right-hand turn. So to go to, like, the meat store with her or go get groceries with her when uh, we're going up to New York or when we went to New York, we go out the driveway, take a right, take a right out of the neighborhood, take a right down here. I'm like, Grandma, the store's right there. Yeah, but I can't, I can't get to it. I've got to go up to the light and then <laughs> take the light across the main road. Like my, like my dad says, getting old sucks, or people say. I don't know if my dad says. He just says, oh, it's old age, get used to it after a while. But one thing my dad relies on heavily, and I know why, because I've witnessed it, he relies on his his turn-by-turn uh, -turn navigation. I mean, granted, he doesn't know the area, doesn't know the streets or anything like that, and I, I can appreciate that. But, you know, no matter where he goes, he, he's like turn-by-turn -turn navigation. Even if he goes to the the uh, food line to go grocery shopping where he's been a million times. He puts that turn by turn on there just in case what? Just in case he forgets where to turn. I, I, I worry about that, too. But he's doing good. He's walking around the house. You know, he kind of shuffles. Old man shuffles around the house. He does drive well. Uh, we do have the Life 360 app on our phone. So if he ever, God, for, have, God forbid, you know, he gets into an accident or something, our phones will be alerted uh, when he leaves the property. You know, if, if we're busy, and he, you know, it's a big, wide property. He can't go around doing head checks and say, hey, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. So if he leaves... We get a notice on the phone that he's left the property and to a doctor's appointment or anything like that. So there you go. I mean, I was, I got scared. I won't drive with him. I won't drive with him anymore. And I told him that, it, it, you know, joking, kidding around. He actually, the last uh, vehicle that we picked up, he uh, he dumbed it down a little bit. He's like, I, I, I'll pay attention to the road. I won't drive as fast because he said, you're messing up my seat over there. You're putting <laughs> claw marks on my seat. So I'm going to slow down a little bit. All right, guys, we got a big show to get into. Lots to talk about. And you ever been bitten by a family member? <laughs> well, this guy did, and he almost died. So stick around. I'll get into that story as well. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. I do not like internet radio. Profit radio. Profit radio. Hopefully you can hear me, because I'm like on some weird toll road in the middle of BSE. Uh, I'm very sorry we have these bubble troubles. Please stand by. 407 448 
Hey guys, it's the Deacon. And for many years now, I've been planning my retirement as far as having a whole nest egg ready for me when I reach that certain age and say, I'm done. I just don't want to do anything anymore. I just want to live off the money that I've saved up. Now, as we all know, the past couple years, everything has taken a big old dump, whether it be your 401k, whether it be your Roth, or whether it be any kind of retirement investment that you have out there. We've all seen negative numbers. Now, The SCZ Group is a global full-service investment banking and financial service company that specializes in capital markets. They provide merger acquisitions, corporate financing, restructuring, debt advisory, and strategic advice for corporations, government, and private entities, along with global partners. Their mission over at sczgroup.com is to help their clients succeed in all their endeavors. At the Simon Zephyr Capital, every client is important. Don't be in the business of playing it safe. Be in the business of creating possibilities for greatness. So if you'd like more on this full-service investment banking and financial service company, go on over to sczgroup.com. That's the letter S, the letter Z, the letter C, group.com for more investment advice. Welcome back to Deacon Live. We'd like to give you something for free just by being a part of the show, just by listening to the show. We'd like to give you something, and the way you do that, the way you get that product, that prize, <laughs> that secret little free item is go over to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. At the top of the page says free swag. Click on that. There's a couple prize packs over there. Uh, fill that out, and we'll send you out uh, one of those packs uh, right to your front doorstep. Believe me, I've said this a million times over and over and over again, and, and a lot of people that have applied for this or gotten these prize packs know that it's not an email grab. I don't spam you. I don't do anything like that. I'm a one-man show doing a job of many men or women if you want to be that kind of person. <laughs> but by all means, go over there, grab yourself something for free. It's uh, from Profit Radio, proud sponsors of Deacon Live, uh, just their way of saying thank you for listening and being a part of the show. Now, when we went on vacation, we went on vacation uh, a couple of weeks back. We went to Savannah, Georgia. We drove all the way down there. It was about four and a half hours to get down there, which isn't too bad. Um, but coming back, the whole hotel thing, I hate that. You, you can't check in until 3, and you have to be out by 10, that type deal. That, that's fine. It's, sometimes it's stupid, but oh well. One thing that they're saying is there's a potential deadly mistake that people make when returning from vacation. Whether you're walking around Disney World, swimming in the ocean, or taking a mountain trip, it's needless to say that many vacations, while tons of fun, can also be very tiresome. You know, you always hear the cliche, I need a vacation from my vacation. It is important to be aware of the dangers when it comes to this. I'm sorry, after unpacking as much as possible on your days off, exhaustion may sit in as you try to rush back home to prepare for going back to work or school. This is important to be aware of the danger when it comes to this. Drowsy driving, defined as driving while sleepy, is more common than you think. According to the Centers for Disease Control survey, about 1 in 25 adult drivers reported falling asleep at the wheel while driving within the past 30 days. Great. You're out on those highways? Holy mackerel. 21% of fatal crashes involve drowsy driving. So while it may feel that you're in control and you can keep yourself alive and away, at the same time, remember that probably everyone in the situation has felt the same way. Tiredness can affect the mind and the ability to drive in a slew of ways, too. There's not more. So there's no one way in which an accident will happen. By being sleepy can, can uh, impair your judgment as decision-making. Now, I have driven down to Florida, and like usually it's eight hours door-to-door. And going down to Florida from Charlotte, North Carolina, like the last two hours, I can feel myself getting a little... Like, you know, I have to slap my face, <laughs> slap myself in the face to keep myself awake. So if you're out there on vacation, and you're coming back home, be careful out there because drowsy driving is out there. So pay attention, uh, drink some coffee, do whatever you got to do to stay awake out there. And the reason why I tell you this is because a fisherman in Riggins, Idaho, a fishing trip turned into a horrible scene after an angler noticed a vehicle overturn in the Idaho River and the family of four dead inside. The tragedy was discovered on June 10th after the family was reported to be over do on their arrival at their vacation destination after traveling from Spokane, Washington. So how many how many miles is that from Idaho to Washington? I don't know geography on that side of the world too much, but I'd imagine it's probably more than eight hours. Their vehicle was found later in the morning on the Salmon 
Riggin River, just north of Riggins, Ohio. According to the Idaho County Coroner, the deceased victims were Calvin Miller, 36, Dakota Miller, 17, Jack Miller, 10, and Delilah Miller, age 8. Oh, that's so sad. It's probably dad taking everyone out on some kind of trip or anything. The coroner said that they had all succumbed to their injuries through the accident reported is expected to be released sometime this Tuesday. Our hearts are broken out for the family and hearts and prayers and thoughts and all that stuff, says the coroner Cody uh, Funky. F-U-N-K-E, I guess, or Funk. They were, like, coming back home or going on vacation and just slid off the road, wasn't paying attention. And I know out there in Idaho, you know, you're going up through mountainous terrains, and then all of a sudden you're on a two-lane road, and then you're back in through mountainous terrains. Those two-lane roads is what wipes you out when it's just a straight shot, and then you get into, oh, now i got to swerve this way, swerve this way. We went to Yellowstone a few years back, and, yeah, you get into these big, long, long stretches of just straight land, and then all of a sudden you got to go through a mountain. And when I say through a mountain, you know, left turn here, right turn here, left turn here, and you got to be awake, and those long stretches in between kind of knocks you out makes you have what they call like road hypnotize now an elderly woman was declared dead in ecuador shockingly comes back to life banging on the coffin during her wake it gave us all a fright bella montoya said adding that the 76 year old mom was still in an unstable condition a 76 year old woman who was declared dead at the ecuadorian hospital was found alive in her coffin after she started banging on the, on it during her wake can you imagine that oh grandma grandma Grandma, let me out of here. (laughs) Adios mio, let me out. Bella Montoya, a retired nurse, was brought into the hospital early on Friday after suffering cardiopulmonary arrest and a possible stroke. After not responding to resuscitation efforts, she was declared dead. Doctors informed Montoya's family, including her son, Gibraltar, that she was dead and handed over the death certificate. According to the AP, the family took her to the funeral home where they held the wake. Five hours into into this, the coffin started rattling. Oh, my God. <laughs> Those are scenes from horror movies. It gave us all a fright, Gibraltar said. There was about 20 of us here, he continued. And after about five hours of the wake, the coffin started making sounds. My mom was wrapped up in sheets and hitting the coffin when we approached it, and we could see that she was still breathing heavily. A video was taken as soon as she was discovered breathing. Oh, my God. Please tell me they have the video. Let me see. Do they have the video? Here's the video. Hold on. So for every podcast we do, we have a matching video of the podcast, so you can see all this stuff in real time. I'm going to go to camera four, and here it is. Here is the people uh, realizing that the mother is, is still alive. Here we go. So there's two guys, like, leaning over the, the casket there, and she's she's not, like, flailing around, like, alive, like Ain Hish style. But, yeah, there she is breathing. There's her mouth moving. <sighs> So, there, yeah, I mean, she's not, like, sitting up or anything. They have an EMT out there looking at her. There's her, here's her hospital wristband that says, yes, she's dead. And then there she is. So this elderly woman. All right, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Lo siento. <laughs> Montoya is, uh, is in intensive care right now at the hospital in Babahoya, according to the Ecuadorian Ministry of Public Health. The ministry also is opening an investigation to review how the hospitals issue death certificates. A similar incident occurred earlier this year in the United States. A New York nursing home is under investigation after a woman was pronounced dead, only to be found breathing a few hours later. People, I mean, there's a reason why there's a term called uh, for whom the bell tolls. They actually had uh, bells hooked up to the casket. If you were buried alive, <laughs> they had little bells with a string on it. Hey, don't let them bury me. I'm not dead yet. So there she goes. And I hope she has some kind of recovery and lives a little bit more and to tell her story. All right, guys, stick around. When we come back, why are kids tripping on acid on playgrounds? And it's not what you think. And I'll dive into that story. And it's wild and crazy <laughs> to be a little cliche as far as radio terminology. Stick around. We'll dive into that when we come back. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. Join, Join the, the next 120, 120 minutes. minutes. Your time is coming up! The next 120 minutes here on Profit Radio. It's our turn now! Profit Radio. Profit Radio. 
Hey guys, it's the Deacon, and one of my favorite toys growing up as a kid is anything that had to deal with building stuff, whether it be blocks, whether it be stacking stuff, whether it be putting stuff together. As a child, this influenced me so much growing up. I want to introduce you to a new company called B-Blocks, a building toy set with over 500 pieces for under $40. This unleashes your kid's creativity with its amazing building tiles that comes with each set. It's a great way to learn about colors, shapes, and designs including sturdy pieces of eight different colors. This brick play set will allow your children to familiarize themselves with various colors and shapes. And at B-Blocks, they stand behind their products to make sure everything is tested with 100% safety for your kids to enjoy. Get your set now for that upcoming birthday for a boy or a girl. You can find the link over at ProfitRadio.com. B-Blocks, unleashing your kids' creativity one block at a time. Well, we'd love to hear from you, and the way you do that is go over to Profit Radio, proud sponsors of Deacon Live. That's Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. At the very bottom of the page is our old blue bar. It's got a microphone on it. It says, Be Heard. Click on that, and you can speak right into whatever device you're listening to us on or at. And it comes right to our inbox, and we can play you on this podcast if you get it in soon enough, or the very next podcast as well. And we have over eight years of shows, so feel free to go through the archive and listen to those past shows. Uh, you can hear all the different guests that we've had here in the studio. If you have any questions or anything, get those in, and you can even say, you know, happy birthday to my little my little friend Tommy. Tommy, happy birthday to you. And, you know, if you want to do that, you can be podcast famous and be right here in the studio with us in real time. Now, I have a garden, <laughs> for lack of a better term. I have a, about a half acre where we've planted some corn, we've planted some tomatoes, we've planted some uh, black-eyed peas, some snap peas, a whole bunch of different uh, items out there. And we use them. Uh, we're waiting for the corn to come in. The corn should be, I know, agricultural talk again. We're waiting for the corn to come in. We've got a, probably another four weeks, six weeks before we can get the corn off the stalks. Uh, and if we have too much food or too much uh, stuff from our garden, we actually put out a little produce stand. We don't charge any more money for it, and we put our, our stuff that we can't consume fast enough. Like we'll put a whole bunch of zucchinis out there. We'll put a whole bunch of cucumbers, um, some snap peas, all that stuff. Uh, ears of corn, we'll freeze those. Uh, we're not giving that shit away. Hell no, that's gold. <laughs> that's that's uh, veggie gold right there. Uh, but all the other stuff that would go bad if we didn't eat it fast enough, we'll put it out there on the table. Tomatoes, things like that. Uh, and we have a little donation jar because some people will go, you know, we need to give you something. No, no, you don't have to give us anything. So there's a little coffee can out there where people can slip in some change or something if they want to. No big deal. If someone runs off with a coffee can, obviously they needed it more than us. Uh, we're a small community of 2,500 people. Everyone needs a little bit of help. Now, unfortunately, over in Newton, Massachusetts, this farmer was left stunned after thieves stole hundreds and hundreds of vegetables planted in the ground and trays of seedlings from their greenhouse. It happened at the Newton Community Farm last week. Executive Director Sue uh, Bonatino, there you go, call her Bonatino, let's do that, tells us that she believed it happened somewhere between 7.30 Thursday and 7 a.m. Friday. We were in disbelief, and then we got angry and then very sad that someone would do this to our farm and to this community, she says. She says the manager of the farm went out to irrigate the crops Friday morning and at first discovered that the basil plants were missing. They walked around and saw thieves had taken some of the onions first, then some of the leeks, and then looking for some scallions... They grabbed those as well. They cleared the rest of the bed. She said that the thieves stole about 10 trays of cucumbers, tomatoes, kale, seedlings, along with eggplants, cucumbers, scallions that were all planted in the ground. The Newton Community Farm is a nonprofit organization that donates a portion of what they grow to lo local food pantries. So, I mean, that's sad. It really is sad. So, for more on the story, I'm going to switch to camera four so we can see this and we can all be friends here and figure out what happened. So, for more, we're going to go to Boston 10 for this story. And let me take you off mute so everyone can hear it. There we go. Farm. Yeah. Crime in Newton after a thief steals hundreds of vegetables from a community farm. Yeah, they believe whoever did it had been targeting specific produce. NBC 10's Diane Show has more on the theft. It's new at 11. You see all the basil, beautiful basil growing here. It's not a crime you hear about very often. In fact, in the nearly 20 years since the Newton Community Farm has been here, they say it's never happened before. We were in disbelief 
and then we were angry and, and, and we were very sad. We were sad that somebody did this uh, to the farm and to this community. The executive director says a thief stole hundreds of scallions, eggplants, and basil that had been planted in the field, along with trays of vegetable seedlings that were in the greenhouse. They were looking for scallions, and they were pulling. They didn't take the little ones, but they took all, all the bigger ones before they realized these are also onions. These are not scallions. She says the farm's manager who lives on site first noticed the plants were gone on Friday morning. There were knee prints and footprints here in the bed. The community farm is a nonprofit organization. And it's right by the highway, too. I mean, there's a... What it grows to local food pantries. They must have scooped them out. The thief not only stealing from their labor of love, but also robbing the family who lives here of their sense of security that was once planted firmly in the ground. My message to the person or people who did this is you didn't have to do this. If you were, you know, in desperate straits and you needed food or you needed help, if you had a need for some seedlings, you could have talked to us. You could have talked to any community farm. We're here to help. The executive director says that they plan to increase security on the farm in light of what's happened. If you'd like to help by making a donation, you can head to the Newton Community Farms website. Isn't that something? It's a community farm and not-for-profit. It's not like they were making millions. Oh, I'm stealing from the man type deal. You know, I'm, they don't need this stuff. They're making millions and millions. No, it was a community farm. I'm sure there was volunteers and stuff that used to come in there and help them out. Let me switch back to camera one here so you can see me okay, picking my nose. But yeah, I mean, a community farm. Now, granted, big farm like that, you're like going, all right, big farm, you know, Purdue, whatever, or uh, who makes vegetables? Who makes vegetables out there? Fresh Point, all these other things. I'm, I'm just speaking off the top of my head. I, I'm making names up there. But, I mean, you know, you understand those type of people, but those type of people have a, a larger security system. This is just a, a humble little farm. Looks like they had two acres. Looks like everything was nice and green and growing up. That looked like they were going to have a harvest, a very good harvest this year. And now they're not because of, of what's going on. Uh, people stealing them. Now, what are you going to do with... Are you going to steal them? Are you going to sell them at the farmer's market? <laughs> Pardon the pun there, but I mean, are you going to do that? Sell them at a flea market? Hey, guess what? You know, this and that. Uh, it's, some people need money. That's a weird way to generate money, though, uh, stealing fruits and vegetables. Now, another weird thing that's going on right now, two children have suffered what they can describe as burn-like injuries after playing on slides that have been doused with acid at a Massachusetts park, authorities say. Now, this is in Longmeadow, Massachusetts. Police and firefighters responded to Bliss Park in Longmeadow this Sunday morning, this past Sunday morning, for a report of suspicious substance on the playground equipment. The fire department posted on social media, uh, at about this time, fire departments and emergency medical technicians were nearby went to a nearby home uh, for a report of two children with burns that just left the park. Uh, I let the kids go and play. I didn't notice that there was any liquid collected at the bottom of the slide. You know how sometimes the bottom of the slide's got that little whoop to kind of kick you off the slide instead of just dumping you right there on the rocks. <laughs> so she saw that liquid was collected at the bottom of the slide. I just assumed it was rainwater, the mother said. She told West Mass News in Springfield, I didn't really think much of it. And then my baby who is one, just started crying. That's when I knew the liquid that was in there wasn't water. The acid left mostly superficial blisters and swelling on the children's skin, but it could have been much worse. The bottom of the slide, uh, where it was, was a good amount collected there, she says. I was surprising that he didn't start splashing in it. Authorities determined that someone broke into the storage room where chemicals were kept at the park's swimming pool, stole some muriatic acid. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, the acid, which is used for cleaning and maintenance of pools, pH balance, and then poured it on all three sides. Evidence was gathered to send to the crime lab for forensic analysis. No one has been charged, but authorities said the suspects or suspects uh, may have also been injured while dealing with these chemicals. Can you imagine that? Hey, we're going to go uh, nuke this kid's playground. So the kids are running around burning like acid. It's got to be juveniles because that's a juvenile thing to do. Why would you do that? Just cause a little mayhem and something? It's got to be kids. Kids, look around for any kids in that area with burnt hands and stuff like that because they were messing around with pool chemicals. All right, guys, when we come back, guys, have you been peeing correctly? Well, studies have shown that you have not. And that includes myself. Well, sometimes, unless it's a drunken stupor night. Sometimes I pee correctly. And we'll dive into that when we come back. Stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. Well, our children were back with hatred or despair and a generation of idiots. 
time for Lessons Learned with Jason. Jesus Christ, Jay. How We interrupt this program to bring you a news bulletin. I'm a grown-ass man. Jason Howell. Jason Howell. Jason Howell. Oh, shit. I can't hear shit. Uh, vegan. Guru of all things good. That's me. Guru? No. Got vegan. So, I was thinking maybe something else. Well, the titty bar thing is cliche. Everybody knows. You go to a titty bar. That's bullshit. This is about what's going to happen. Profit Radio. Profit Radio. Get to pee again. You, what, you, what, you dropped the phone? Anyone can struggle with mental health. Your daughter. Your neighbor across the street. Your boss. Maybe even you. We want you to know there's hope. Because there's 988. 988 is more than a number. It's a lifeline to call or text when you need help and don't know where to turn. Hello, you've reached the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Call or text 988 day or night to get the help you deserve. Live now presents you from Rad Fad Records and Yahweh Production 33. This is DJ Jimmy with his latest song, Deranged Mind. For more information, check him out over at ProfitRadio.com. on all your social networks and the way you find us is go over to Profit Radio, proud sponsors of Deacon Live. That's uh, Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T radio.com. At the top of the page says uh, social contacts. Click on that and you can see all our different links that links us to you and you to us. You can see our fan page, our Facebook page, our Instagram page, our TikTok page, our YouTube page, and make sure you like and subscribe over at YouTube as well. Uh, for every podcast, we have a uh, matching video. You can see me here in the studio. Hi, how are you? You look good. Don't ever change. <laughs> and if you have any visual or we have any visuals here in the studios as far as articles or videos that we're talking about here that have a visual aspect. You can see those in real time as we're talking about them over on YouTube as well. Make sure you check that out. Like and subscribe. I don't do it for the money, believe me. It's too much work to sit there and try to have, you know, 100 and 150,000 people sit there and look at and like and you have to, you know, stand on your head like a tap dancing cat or something like that. Now, it just gives you guys another aspect of enjoying the Deacon Live and part, being part of the Deacon Live family. Now, speaking of family, this gentleman right here from my home state of Florida, a Florida man was bitten by a relative and develops a flesh-eating infection. Jesus Christ, what kind of family members do you have? A Florida man had to undergo emergency surgeries to address a potential deadly flesh-eating bacteria infection, which he developed as a result of him being bitten by a relative, according to this report. Donnie Adams, 52, of Riverview, first developed a small painful bump on his left thigh two days after he'd been bitten as he attempted to intervene in a tussle between two of his family members. In February, Adams was barely able to walk and had been taken had to be taken to the hospital for emergency surgery, where the surgeons had to cut around 70% of Adams' thigh just to save his leg and possibly his life. Doctors at the HCA, Florida Northside Hospital, said, They've never seen a case of flesh-eating bacteria, you know, the, the stuff that eats your skin, known as nicrotizing fasciitis caused by a human bite. Speaking of his relatives involved in the fracas, he broke up. Adam said, all parties involved are very, very sorrowful. Now, first of all, <laughs> I've got a lot of questions. First of all, it's Florida. So you expect family fights and stuff and weird shit happening, right? But here you are. You got Uncle Charlie over here who's fighting with Cousin Vinny over here. And they're getting in a tussle. And you step in. And somewhere in that fight, you get bitten on your thigh. So... How do you write that story? <laughs> That's what I want to know. How do you write that story of how that actually happens? And then the person who bit you gives you some kind of flesh-eating bacteria and half your leg, 70% of your thigh is gone because this your relative has bitten you. 
I would check out the relative, see how they're doing, what's going on over there. Now, over in Nogales, Arizona, U.S. Custom and Border Protection made a very unusual seizure of 242 pounds Toto Aboa swim bladders. Is that right? Am I saying that right? T-O-T-O-A-B-A. So I'm gonna, it's going to drive me crazy. Let's find out all together. Google search, and then we'll do pronunciation. Pronunciation. There we go. Let's see what Google says how to say this. How to say Totokoboa. Totoba. All right, so the Totoba. Totoba swim bladders. With an estimated value of, listen to this, 242 pounds of Totoba swim bladders with an estimated value of $2.7 million. The swim bladders of this species and other similar species worldwide are prized in traditional Chinese medicine and the Asian cultural delicacy. <laughs> what are you eating there? <laughs> Fish piss, <laughs> I guess. The CBP officials say officers are working uh, with the trade facility to discover 270 swim bladders concealed within a commercial uh, shipment of frozen fish fillets. Preliminary DNA testing indicates that these bladders are from an endangered species uh, known as a Totoba. This seizure is thought to be the largest, the second largest seizure of its kind in the U.S. and the largest in the Arizona to date. So since 1979, the Totoba, see now they changed the spelling on it so I can say, has been listed as an endangered species under the U.S. Endangered Species Act. So this guy was stealing a whole bunch of these swim bladders. Let's see if there's anything in the video that's worth looking at. So here we go with more on this story. Go to camera four so you can see it. Here we go. In making an unusual seizure, 242 pounds of swim bladders that were illegally taken from a species of fish, which are considered a delicacy in Asian cuisine. Fox 10 Stephanie Bennett did a little investigating on this and joins us live with details. It's just bizarre, Stephanie. Yeah, it's definitely not uh, a unique find, not your typical find, I'd say, but it's actually happened before. This was the first largest case here in Arizona, but it was actually only the second largest in the country. Now, officers found the load down in Nogales, and they said the cost of it, well, it had a net worth of $2.7 million. Um, definitely we're seeing larger amounts being being intercepted here in Arizona and, and other southern land border ports of entry. U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers at the area port of Nogales have seized 270 swim bladders from the endangered Totaaba fish, which is illegal to possess, smuggle, or sell. It is unusual, although we have had uh, some significant seizures in the last few years, and as I can remember some as far back as about 15 years ago. What we are seeing is an increase in commercial shipments this nature rather than coming in through passenger baggage. On April 13th, CBP officers thought something seemed a little fishy when they <laughs> were a trade facility and discovered the load concealed within a commercial shipment of frozen fish fillets. This seizure, they say, has an estimated value of about $2.7 million. It's thought to be the second largest seizure of its kind in the U.S. and the largest in Arizona. You know, it, there's a demand, and as the population for this endangered species goes down, the the demand and the, the dollar value that they fetch will, of course, increase. The swim bladders are in high demand on the Chinese black market, used for medicine and are an Asian culinary delicacy. However, the gillnet fishing methods used to catch them have led to the demise of another endangered species in the Gulf of California, the vaquita porpoise. Now, the Center for Biological Diversity are advocating for their protection. Vaquita is the most endangered marine mammal right now all over the world. With only what? Left. What did he say? Fishing so so there you go. So there you go. They they seize a whole bunch of swim bladders over in uh, Arizona, which is weird. You you would think uh, fish coming across like uh, any of the coastal states or anything like that, but I guess they're being shipped up through Arizona, which is landlocked, as we all know. I know a little bit of geography, and that would be the extent of it right there. Now, gentlemen, listen up, ladies. Go go do something else. I don't know. Just <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna enjoy this one, gentlemen. You have been peeing wrong. Well. Probably 95% of you. The other 5%, well, <laughs> it's debatable what you actually do. New studies find that most men... Oh, let me switch back to camera one so you can see me. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Study, new studies have found that most men are peeing the wrong way. All right, so tell me what I'm doing wrong. News article that I don't barely know. Let me see. I, I know I got a better uh, thing right here. 
All right, so here we go. Men are urinating completely wrong, according to scientists. Of course. <laughs> Yay, we've been doing it all wrong. None of the standing up and, and leaning over. People do it every single day, but it turns out men have been urinating wrong this whole entire time. According to new researches, men should be sitting down to pee instead of standing up. The leading urologist has stated that sitting down is more hygienic and healthier for bladders following a publication of the YouGov report about male urina- urination practices. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> Guys, are you going to really sit down to pee? Don't you find that, like, effeminate? Now, I think what they're trying to do is soften the blow on, and this just hear me out, just hear me out. Soften the blow when you see the trans community woman not standing up to pee, because that's a big cliche. That's a big, you know, taboo type thing. Oh, you're a woman, but you're standing next to a urinal to pee? No, they're trying to get us all men to sit down to pee. So that's just my thought. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> but I think they're, they're softening. They're removing some of the hardness that makes us men. And I use that term hardness very, very punfully. According to findings, especially finding older men, such as benign prostate hyperplasmia, plasia, also known as a large prostate, is more common. BPH occurs when the change of hormonal environment within the prostate, mainly from the early 40s and onwards, Colin says, the doctor of this uh, research study, you can get an increase in a certain breakdown of product of testosterone, which causes the prostate to increase its cell development. Okay, that's a whole bunch of fancy uh, science stuff. Why should we do it? The new data involves study including more than 7,000 men from 13 countries. Surprisingly, Germany is the country which had the higher number of men always sitting down to pee, with 40% of the German men claiming to do so. Now, the only time I have sat down to pee is if I feel like I'm going to shit myself. <laughs> I don't want to sit there and pee and then fart, and then all of a sudden, you know, I've painted the back wall there, and I don't want to do that. If, if I've got that, that 50-50, if I'm going to do one and two, I might do uh, like 1.5 and sit down to pee just in case I have to pass gas and it ends up being a, a solid, <laughs> I know. <laughs> welcome, to, uh, welcome to Deacon Live, people, where we sit here and talk about Fish bladders and men peeing. Oh, I know. All right, guys, when we come back, we'll lighten up the show a little bit. Uh, someone is taking his big wheel and going home. Actually, he's leaving the big wheel. Uh, it's a popular game show, and he's been the host for many years. And we'll talk about why he's leaving and who's going to take over. Stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. If I haven't lost you yet. <laughs> I'm not saying you're doing a bad job, but could you put a little more effort into it? And go. I love popcorn. Yeah? I was born a game show host. Came right out of the snatch asking questions. What are you going to do? Five seconds. Hold on a second. One second. Take those levels and bring them down. Profit Radio. Profit Radio. It would be so much fun if we could build what we could draw, wouldn't it? Yeah. If you can imagine it, you can build it. Whoa, B-Block! Imagination is the most important thing for your childhood. And it feels amazing when you know that you can build your own imagination. B-Block's rocket is ready to launch. In three, two, one. Blast off! Yay! The possibilities are endless. It's the kind of play that brings fun and education together. It's a T-Rex from millions of years ago. Roar! The combination of eight bright colors makes the play more lively. B-Blocks comes in two sets of 500 pieces and 250 pieces. With an idea book included. Truly unique building toy that stimulates creativity. This is amazing! You're listening to... Hey, I'm not the problem. You're the problem. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Welcome back to Deacon Live. You want to be heard? Well, we'd love to hear from you. And the way you can do that, you can be part of the show. You can be podcast famous. You can be right here in the studio with us in real time as we're on the air. All you have to do is go to Profit Radio, proud sponsor of Deacon Live. Go to P-R-O-P-H-E-T radio.com. Bottom of the page says be heard. Click on that little blue microphone. 
opens up a thing on your device. You can speak right into it. Speak clearly. You can be anonymous. I don't care who you are. Just love to hear from you. Make sure that you're doing okay and you're not sliding off the road and peeing upside down or something like that. So we just love to hear from you. And uh, while you're over there, you can get yourself something for free over at the free swag section. Pick out whatever prize pack you like. And that's just Profit Radio's way of saying thank you for listening to us. And uh, they'll send you out some cool things. So only for those in the United States. Sorry, I'm not going to send you know, $3, $4 worth of stuff overseas and spend $115 to send it over there. But there's some cool things over there. You can pick that out and we'll get those to you right away. Now, Father's Day is right around the corner. Uh, my wife is going to be out of town. She's going up actually up to New York. Uh, there is, uh, they're having a memorial service for her grandmother, the one I said I was uh, driving till she was 92. Unfortunately, she passed away at the age of 90, I believe 96 she passed away. They're having a memorial service for her. And so she's flying up to North Carolina. I have to stay here on the property. Uh, we have a, I have, we both have a lot of responsibilities as far as animals and stuff. Uh, and we have a very, very elder dog, an English bulldog who's 13 and a half years old. And, uh, and my dad. <laughs> so I got to watch my dad and I got to watch my dog at the same time because the two of them can't watch each other. They're just not capable of doing that. But for Father's Day, since my wife's going to be out of town, it's just me and my dad. I'm going to make him uh, I'm, I'm going to make him his own whatever dinner he wants. And he decided on doing like the chopped country steak with the with the brown gravy, mashed potatoes, and I don't know, I'll throw some corn or something in there. But it'll be good times. But over in Hershey Gardens, your name Mike, free admission. Now, in Hershey Gardens is a washing color with 3,000 blooming roses that represent 115 varieties that included the new pale peach Catherine Hershey Rose. Regular admission to the gardens in Derry, across from the Hotel Hershey, is $16.50 for people ages 13 to 61. In June 2023, which is National Rose Month, visitors named Rose or variations thereof will be admitted for free. And Mission grants you access not only to the gardens, but also the several special events that appear in June. Music in the gardens from 6 to 8, Friday, June 16th, will feature performances from the Wave Quartet, featuring Bailey Fufilitinity with blues and soul, blues, jazz, and pop. Guess can bring their own snacks, beverages, and should share a blanket for seating. Now, on Father's Day, this Sunday, June 18th, all dads will receive a free admission from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. On Mondays through Thursday, June 26th to August 17th, the gardens will offer the Zoological Zone Interactive Cart from 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Children will explore and touch and feel small animals, arthropods, and deceased butterflies, and experience this experience is included with the admission. Hershey Gardens opens up between 9 and 6 Daily, Monday through Friday, uh, admission includes indoor butterfly atrium that lasts. Entrance of the atrium is at 5.45 p.m. So if you're looking for something to do for Father's Day or if your name is Rose, uh, go over to Hershey Gardens and check them out as well. Now, someone who's checked out right now is this gentleman right here. Pat Sajak is retired as the Wheel of Fortune host next year. The longtime host says he will step down after this coming season. Now, because this is on a paywall i have to go back here and figure out where to find it all right so here we go um he said he would step down in 2024. Pat Sajak, who has been one of the most familiar faces in American television for over four decades as host of the Wheel of Fortune, announced this past Monday he would retire next year. The time has come, Pat Sajak, 76 years old, said on Twitter. It's time for someone else to take a spin. Pat Sajak, who's hosted the syndicated show for more than 40 years. All right, has come. And this is his tweet. From Pat Sajak, the official Pat on Wheel. Well, the time has come. I decided after 41 seasons, which begins September, will be my last. It's been a wonderful ride. I've had more to say in the upcoming months. Many thanks to you all. If nothing else, keep the clickbait sites busy. So there you go. Uh, Pat Sajak did not mention who would be replacing him, but uh, rumors have shown around town that it could be his daughter. And I don't know if that's going to be uh, well over, if that's going to bring a new generation of people watching the wheel uh, they've gotten a lot of heat from the writers that are not the clues and everything are not uh, matching up with the actual uh, solution for the puzzle and then there's this whole pronouncing the word correctly or something maybe it'll just fade away and die away 
But you don't see game shows as much anymore. And this is one. Of, it's a dinosaur. It's a dying breed. These game shows. Uh, they've all switched to reality TV. It's easier to do, especially with the writer strike going on. Now, and again, my home state of Florida, and even closer, Orlando which is where I was born and raised. A heated confrontation between a Florida sheriff's deputy and an Orlando police officer was caught on body cam after the deputy pulled the officer over for allegedly speeding in a marked police SUV. The officer sped off and was later arrested. And according to Seminole County Sheriff's Office report, the deputy on a routine patrol stopped an OPD officer, Alexander Shinoe, on June 6th at 7.15 p.m., so right in the middle of the day, for driving nearly twice the speed limit along a stretch of road. During the stop, footage shows Shinoe, 35, dressed in a police uniform, driving a marked OPD Orlando Police Department SUV. What, Shinoe says to the deputy after stepping out of his cruiser. I'm going to work, man. Why are you trying to pull me over? The other officer says, because you're going 80 and a 45, the deputy responds. When asked for his driver's license in the video, Shinoe responded no, and then got back into his police SUV and left the scene with the cruiser's flashing lights on. When the deputy said that he first clocked Shinoe speeding, the report says that the vehicle's emergency lights were not activated. On Tuesday, the police department, Orlando Police Department, said, uh, told USA Today that the agency was notified that, uh, by the sheriff's office Friday that Shinoe is being criminally charged. Officer Shinoe has been relieved of duty pending on Seminole County Sheriff's criminal investigation and OPD's internal affairs investigation. OPD declined to release the additional information about the officers, including how long Shinoe had worked for the department. Now, if you want to see this video, don't forget for every podcast we do, we have a matching video. And this is a good one to see. This is one where you know, you always say, ah, oh, police get it, you know, they can just click the lights on and go through red lights and then they go on and you're like going, hey, what the fuck, man? I got to wait at the red light. You click your lights on, flash and go through the red light and then what, to get a hamburger down the road or you got to meet your date or whatever for lunch? That's bullshit. So here's the actual interaction between the two of them. So give me one sec while I find it. So here we go. Here's the actual video. Shinoe getting pulled over. Hold on. 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 Go to camera four. There we go. Ready? Here we go. You going to pull over? Pull over. So he pulls, he rides up next to the vehicle. All you see is the bumpers because he's got the dash cam on. And this is the exchange. So he gets out of the car. I'm going into work, my man. Why are you trying to pull me over as I'm going Because you're work? going 80 and a 45. I'm going into work. Okay, where are you going to work What does it look for? like I'm dressed for? I have what no does it look like I'm dressed for? My name is Deputy Hilton and they see your driver's license. No. Okay. 3113, copy at 1050. 104, I got a city odd. Orlando PD taken off from a traffic stop. Oh, see, God almighty. What an ass. What an ass. Hey, you know what? You do it to yourself, guys. You give yourself a bad name when you start doing shit like this. Now, I'm all about police support. The police department support the police department. You know, if it wasn't for them, the whole world would go crazy for the most part. You know, you want to do that. But, I mean, they, they protect and serve. But when you do shit like this, man, you're not above the law. You are the law. You should respect the law. Pull over. Here we go. One more time. What? Do you- I am going into work, my man. Why are you trying to pull me over as I'm going? Because you're going 80 and a 45. I'm going into work. Okay, where are you going? What does it look like I'm dressed for? What does it look like I'm dressed for? My name is Deputy Hilton, and they see your driver's license. No. Okay. Three one thirteen. Copy at ten fifty. Ten four. I got a city uh, Orlando PD taking off from a traffic stop. Jesus Christ. Well, he's he's as of now he's been uh suspended or let go of his duties i guess until further investigation i hope they they find out and hopefully there's more behind that where you know something else happened along that day I, I don't know i don't know just dessert you know what i mean all right guys on that note i'm gonna let you get back to enjoying the rest of your day make sure you follow us on all your social networks and the way you do that is go over to profit radio proud sponsors of deacon live that's p-r-o-p-h-e-t radio.com while you're over there, get yourself something for free. Click on that free swag. Fill out whatever form or whatever price pack you want. Believe me, it's not an email grab. It's just a way to say thank you for being part of the show uh, from Profit Radio. And if you'd like to be part of the show, be podcast famous. At that bottom of that same page, says Be Heard. Opens up a microphone. You can be anonymous if you want. Uh, speak right into the microphone. Comes right to our inbox and we'll play it on this podcast or the very next podcast as well. So get your uh, messages into us uh, as quickly as you can. All right, guys, on that note, I'm going to let you get back to enjoying the rest of your day. My name is the Deacon saying goodnight and goodnight. Wait, wait, wait. Come back. This is the end. The absolute end. Écoute-moi.